Great to be back with you, folks. Happy Friday to you. I love Friday. You know what we're going to do? We're going to make Friday's whole song Friday. So we're going to play a song off our new CD. Welcome Stephanie to the Help Go. for Wounded Spirits. At the end of this, we're going to do this God podcast Meant for Good. One of my to reach songs, those wounded I think, uh, and suffering God Meant for Good through life's trials. It's such a good song. And uh, now your host, Dr. Doug Carragher. And, and, and Stephanie, Stephanie inspired Wesco. that song. Not only did she write the music and edit it, but she inspired that song in my heart. She, we kept talking about that verse, Stephanie, over and over again there. In Genesis, it was a verse. You were, you were going through junk in your life where people, people, believe it or not, people are being evil to Stephanie. And again, we're going to call out names when we find out we're terminally ill or something. So we'll get we'll tell you who they are so you can go beat them up. And, uh, but we're not doing it yet. And we're hoping we never know that. But we, we are going to call people out. So if you've done us wrong, we're calling you out. It's coming. Uh, I'll do it. Stephanie won't. Stephanie's got too good of a heart for that. She, I don't. You know, Stephanie will be like, Doug, don't say it. But she'll laugh. She'll be glad I did. But she'll be like, don't do it. But in her heart, she'll be like, yeah, he did it. He did it. He did it. He said his name. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you, I'm not holding. I'm going to tell the pastors who were no good narcissists. I'm just, I'm just going to let it flow. I'm just going to let it go. And it's going out there. And, um, so I just want to share that with you. But anyway, we've been cruising along. Stephanie's been laughing. Uh, her kids had a great Christmas. She did send me some pictures. I tried to, I got it. So, you know, if you're not on the praying for Stephanie Wesco page, just like the helpful wounded spirits is the most important page for those of you who listen to us here, but you want to be on the praying for Stephanie Wesco. I put out a bunch of pictures. I, I went on my phone, see what she sent me, put out some pictures. She put some pictures out on her personal page that she keeps private. I didn't use one of them. I used another one she sent me because I wanted Emmy to be in the most favorable picture because she's a princess <laughs> and you can't have a princess in a bad picture. So I took a picture she sent me of Emmy, which made her, I thought, look more like a princess. But with the, Emmy, we, and else. last night she was telling me a story and, um, she told me that it was she. The goal of the story was to creep herself out. <laughs> She's like, I want to, I want to tell a story that's so scary it creeps myself out. <laughs> they just don't make them like Emmy anymore, you know. God threw that mold away. <laughs> you never know what's going to come from Emmy. I got a whole book of notes on theology of a three-year-old. Things that Emmy said and done with me over time. Lessons I've learned from her. Uh, question she's asked she is way way ahead with her thought pat i think you know god uses trauma sometimes mm. uh in god all times and god uses trials all times uh to make us better i think it made her a little more precocious in a good way yeah. you know older for her years definitely and i think on top of that she's just really a bright girl you know she's <laughs> got the right genes uh they came together and you know most of Stephanie's kids are pretty bright. You know, I, I think they all are, to be honest with you. I'd pick on Joe if he was here, but Joe's pretty bright too. He sends me text He's messages. Very... He was doing yeah. one-arm push-ups for me. And I know he was faking somehow, but to this day. He wasn't. He, he, he did them for me to prove. He did not make that up. He so I want to, so you can go home and tell him that on Friday of the week of January 10th, he can listen to this podcast. And I'm admitting Joe did one-arm push-ups and, uh, <laughs> told me he was practicing just to do the video to send you because he said he'll never believe it. <laughs> and I didn't believe it. 
I'm just like, Joe, I was having a hard time getting 15 out of him with him last time. He did like 10 one-arm push-ups. Yeah. And he was, you know, and he, he, he makes that eye look at you. So you say to yourself, yeah. because that look can either mean I'm totally lying to you or I'm telling the truth. There's no differentiation with the sparkle in his eye. I mean, you know, Joe's a joker of the highest order. He is. He yeah. is. And so you just, you know, I'm saying to myself, is he really up against the wall with the camera sideways? I mean, you know, I, but no, that looks like a hardwood floor. It was killing me. I, I'm saying to myself, there's gotta be a way that Joe's doing this. And cause you know, Joe, it's talking about a kid being beyond bright. I mean, he can do anything on the computer and stuff. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, somehow Joe must be faking this out. That's what I was thinking. And he wasn't. So I, I have a feeling that Joe's going to do the most push-ups. So, so Joe, Charles, and Daniel are kind of cut away from the other kids because they're older and much more mature. Not much more. I mean, Hudson's coming up behind him. But that group of people were old enough, I guess, when Dad died and stuff or a little, you know, older in years. They, they're kind of their own group. You know, there's the older four and the younger four. But Hudson, who's a great kid, very mature, very intelligent, kind of runs with probably the bottom four. And, uh, but those oldest three and they're always fighting with each other and stuff. Joe doesn't take it, man. He's that kid to fight right back, you know? And yeah. uh, it's just funny. It's just funny. If you got to know Stephanie's kids, it's, it's just funny. I think, and honestly, I think Hudson runs with the younger ones because he gets to be in charge of them. You know, even, yeah. e even though Emmy doesn't take that, you know, Emmy's like, no. you're not my father. You're not in charge yeah. of me. Yes. Shut up, Hudson. I don't like you, you know, and stuff. I mean, she'll, she gets well, ugly, man. Yeah. You're a brat. You're not my boss. Mommy is. Yeah. Oh, she gets, a, she gets upset sometimes. And I yeah. remember one time I was talking to her, she was three years old and I was just feeling her out again, three-year-old theology. And I said, Emmy, I said, uh, who's your favorite brother? And she stops for a minute and she looks at me and she says, Charles. I said, yeah. I said how about the other ones? Well, this one's mean. And, uh, and she looks at me and she says, and Joe, he, he gets nice to me when he wants something, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just when he wants something. And I'm like, three years old and she already had him figured out. And I'm like, I'm like, whoa, you know, and she knows, yeah, he's just nice to me when he wants something. And, uh, I'm like, Wow. And, yeah. and so I'd like, is Steffi nice to you? Yeah, most of the time. We're the girls. We have to be nice to each other. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I I get that. And uh, But anyway, so enough about picking on Stephanie and her family. Joe doing one-on push-ups. Congratulations, Joe. You nailed it. So here we are, and we're at that point with the Norton knuckleheaded moment. And Stephanie's got it down. She's got both of them ready for us, the knuckleheaded moment, what not to do or say to people with PTSD. So, Stephanie, you might be a knucklehead if. Doug, you know, I had this wonderful knucklehead thing, like perfect. And I'm just having a really bad mental day because <laughs> my brain. You forgot it? Totally. And it's a really, 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 really good one. And I'm really ticked at my. Oh, I know. It just came to mind. Oh, good. Good. That means God wants it shared, right? He sure. brought it back. Don't be the knucklehead. I know we're past Christmas season, but don't be the knucklehead who brags that you save so much money because you never give Christmas gifts. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. You deserve okay, to be slapped don't do in public. That. Yeah. You're, you're, I, I am still embarrassed for the person that I heard brag that because it's just like, do you realize the selfish 
because those people are more than happy to accept gifts. Yeah. Um, so don't be the person that brags about how you are a money saver and hence more spiritual because you don't give anybody anything. That's, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it, like, okay. it's blasphemous to say that at Christmas time because that's why Jesus came was to give. And that's why we give gifts. Um, so to, it just, yeah, that's a knuckleheaded thing that just really is still sandpaper to me. Yeah. I, I, you know, people like that stink. That's all there is to it. We don't got to go deep into any explanation. Everybody gets that. There's people out there who stink. I feel good when people give me gifts. You know, Doug gave me, so at Christmas time, so part of my knives, we can't sharpen or hone the knives that Doug gives me because it voids the warranty. So you actually, so what, what happens is like Doug just bought me a Japanese knife for Christmas and it's multi hundred dollars. I don't know why my kids spent that kind of money on me, but I'm thankful they did. Uh, but it's this knife. It's like a shun knife or something like that. And you can't even sharpen it or anything. It stays sharpened for five to seven years and you mail it in and they sharpen it for you. If you try to sharpen it, you void the lifetime warranty for your entire life. You mail this knife in, they sharpen it and send it back to you. Wow. That's crazy. Isn't it great? But it's such a great knife. And, and I love it when people give gifts and I can't stand people who brag about not giving gifts, you know, but humbug, yeah. somebody should slap them Scrooge, you know, they're yeah. that 50% of the population that are idiots. Right? I, I say that all the time. Yeah. But anyway, Stephanie, so here we go. And we're at that place. What not to say or do with people with PTSD. Well, Doug, I would say something as we go into this new year, um, something to, that you that you can avoid doing. Okay, this is a really simple thing. Um, and, you know, some people in the world are jokesters. Yeah, they are. Fun out of surprising someone, out of coming behind them and making them jump. Um, Charles loved to do that to me. Um, he would come up behind me and say, boo, or, you know, grab my shoulders, and he knew I would jump. And that just, I think guys, more than girls, get extra thrill out of that. Um, and they, the boys do that to Emmy and she turns around and hauls off and sucker punches them and Good. says that you're a black. <laughs> and so you, know, you can figure out how that plays, but someone with PTSD, um, you don't know the trigger that might be doing something like that, that you mean is total fun, but that can be a massive trigger for them. So I would just say, um, just a word of caution. And it's not something that's uh, like, you're not trying to be cruel. You're trying, maybe trying to just have fun with them, but know that that person, um, that may be a big trigger. Um, for me, I don't do well. Um, it used to just be funny. It's not funny anymore. Sometimes it may not mess me up all the time either. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no triggers are weird things. Um, but some days I'm extra sensitive to noise. I'm extra sensitive to, um, sounds to movement to whatever um and so just be careful if you have a friend with ptsd don't don't you know don't jump behind them and, and shout don't do things you know make sure that you're communicating with them face to face so that they understand um especially if i think trust has been broken that's a big thing you know of, i want to see you i want to know what you're doing um, and so depending on what, what a person's trauma is, it can, the triggers are different, but just be careful. Don't, don't jump out, you know, from behind someone or shout behind them and try to surprise them. You might, you might. Yeah. Have some yeah I think that that speaks for itself. You know, just don't be, try to startle or surprise somebody that hypervigilance. It can really 
take you to a bad place. And, and Stephanie gave us a good example of that. Thank you. So, um, the Christmas thing and the jumping into people. So we're in that 11th proverb. We're still moving forward with that. And this verse number eight, boy, this verse says a lot, Stephanie, it says the mm-hmm. righteous is delivered out of trouble and the wicked cometh in his stead. So mm-hmm. again, you know, here's the options, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, two options, you know, uh, you know, the the righteous, boy, they're delivered. God takes care of you. You're staying out of trouble. He's keeping you in a good life. It's, I, And, you know, and deliverance is a pretty wonderful thing from God, being blessed, being that person that stays out of trouble, being that person that goes to the right place. And, you know, and, and then that other side, you know, uh, the wicked and, you know, the opposite. And, and uh, the worst trouble you can ever experience is not accepting God, not doing what God calls for you. And, you know, the Israelites, they were delivered out of trouble at the Red Sea, but they, they could, you know, the Egyptians were drowned. Uh, God delivers people. But remember what they did with it. They didn't do anything with it either. So this verse speaks to me in a couple ways. First of all, here we are with right and wrong again. And, uh, I mean, you're looking at this, Stephanie, and it's pretty clear again. You know, the upright, the people who follow God, the people who are trusting God, the people who aren't out there messing around and doing those things that they shouldn't be doing, you're okay. But then the wicked ones, I mean, what are you thinking here? Well, when I look at this verse, it honestly made me think of Psalm 91. Um, The end of Psalm 91 says, Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high. Because he hath known my name, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Um, Earlier in Psalm 91, it says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And the idea of deliverance, of do bad things still happen? Yes. Okay, and and this this was the... um, when I look at this verse, you know, it, it again takes me to the whole, but God, why? Why in the case of Charles, you know, why was he the one in the car that got blasted? Um, it, it, you know, in many ways, it's like God took the godliest person in that car. Why? And we think of that when we think of Jim Elliott, Nate Saint, and Stephen, the first martyr, and different ones that God has allowed to die, and yet they're experiencing God's deliverance for all of yeah. eternity. And so there, there's this principle here of protection, and yet some things that happen that God just asks us to trust him yeah. for the answers in heaven. But for us here who, who have, experienced, um, have experienced deliverance, yeah. um, it makes you understand who God is in an incredible way. And I, like I said, when I think of Psalm 91, um, in reference to verse 8 of Proverbs 11, it says the righteous is delivered. This yeah. isn't a will be. This isn't a possibility. It says is. In other words, I think this is something where we do not even understand all of the times that God is delivering us on a daily basis from situations because this is a is. It's In other words, it's something going on from what I can see that's going on right now that every day God protects us. He does things for us that we may never know about on earth. 
ways he saved us from a catastrophe, ways he protected us from a situation, um, from a scenario that would have been harmful to us in some way, shape, or form. Maybe he delivered us from an abuse scenario or a rape scenario or whatever. That God delivers his own, the ones who are trusting him, the ones who have set his, their love on him. He delivers them out of trouble. And yet at the same time, the wicked come right behind us, someone who's not pleasing the Lord, maybe who whatever, whatever the case is in God's, what God defines as wicked, a wicked person. And they don't experience that deliverance. They don't experience that protection. And that's heartbreaking to me because it's like God loves us all equally. But, but someone who has chosen to live a wicked, wicked lifestyle or a wicked, they're following that wicked path, they're not going to experience God's protection. And yeah. so this is just, I think of our accident. You know, that's a situation where we experienced in a very, very hands-on way deliverance from God that there was no explanation for. Um, and that I think of these scenarios, you know, throughout life. I don't know if you, I'm sure you've had things like that where it's like you see God's deliverance looking back where he just protected you in a way that maybe he didn't protect another person and, and you see his hand there at work. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. You, you know, there's a, uh, there's a piece of what Stephanie's saying uh, that makes so much sense. And, you know, I, I think what we got to remember here, and I, I got this from your words. I was thinking about this as you were speaking is for the upright, for the person that's righteous, the worst trouble they'll ever see is this world. And mm-hmm. so we got to remember it even has bigger implications than what we were ter- talking about. The worst trouble we'll ever see we're going through right now. And, uh, you know, we get to go to, he- <clears throat> excuse me, we get to go to heaven from here. And I was thinking again, as Stephanie quotes, and, and most of you know this, and I know we got a lot of new listeners. It's kind of weird as we look at the apolytics or, and I don't look at the, the Android side. I probably should. It's a little cheaper for me just to get the analytics from Apple, you know, from the people listening to this podcast through an Apple device. But we have a lot of new listeners uh, this past year. And I just want to remind you about Psalm 91 and the piece, you know, that Stephanie had quoted from, and then we'll go to the song here. But Stephanie, Psalm 91 is so dear to you because it it was a Psalm that you were memorizing, you know, for a while you shunned it, but it it was actually something you were memorizing when Charles got shot down or when Charles was martyred. And uh, so, so explain that, take a minute and explain what Psalm 91 was and is to you now. Well, Psalm 91 to me was, um, prior to going to Cameroon, was a psalm of protection. It was a prayer of protection over my family. It was taking God at his word and asking him to fulfill it for my family. And, yes, that morning Charles was shot um, as we were driving. Um, I was in the back seat and I was quoting. Um, hadn't gotten very far um, through Psalm 91. Just the first five, six verses was where I was um, when when we were attacked in that vehicle. And so, um, yeah, so Psalm 91 is very precious to me because I've watched God do supernatural things. I've watched him give his angels charge over us to keep us in all of our ways. Um, and then obviously, like you said, I, I did not, I didn't trust Psalm 91, if I can use that term. Um, after Charles was died, I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my brain around what felt like completely, conflicting things. Um, and I trusted the Lord, but I just couldn't, um, go back to that Psalm. Yeah. It was 
associated with the trauma. And so then God used the whole liver thing um, to give me back. That's where he took me. And that those were the verses he gave me. And I fought that. I remember texting back and forth with you as I fought that of, no, it cannot be this psalm. This cannot be where God takes me. And so God gave me back Psalm 91 through the liver tumor trial. And it was those last few verses that, that we just read um, that God used to give me a, a foundation to stand on through through those weeks. And so, um, yeah, there's it, it, that psalm holds a lot of significance for me. Yeah, and, and I think remembering the liver thing, some folks knew. So Stephanie not only lost her husband, she came home and then found out she had liver tumors that, thank the Lord, were not cancerous. And she gets looked at every once in a while. She'll go up to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America and they'll scan and and, um, and everything's been great on those, but pray about that as you think about that. But understanding that God's word is, is the answer to so many things in our life. And when we can study God's word and we can be taken back to a place of rescue or a place of, uh, this is where God helped me to stand upright. This is where God did these things in my life. And that's, that's what we're seeing, uh, that's, that's what we're seeing here. And, and I'm excited about that. I'm excited that uh, Stephanie and I get to do this podcast for another year. And we want to thank you. You guys came up with a, uh, about we're covered, I think for two more months on this podcast financially. So uh, let's get, you know, if you can help out, it, it costs about 150 a month, another 50 a month for storage, which I take you with, you know, Debbie and I are glad to take care of that. But listen, folks, we sure do love you guys. We wanted to have a whole song Friday. We want to stand good for that. So this song, Stephanie's actually going to mute. And uh, this song is one of my favorite songs from the new album. Uh, our new album is titled God Meant It For Good. And I'm going to go ahead and play the main song in that album. Some people call it the cover. If someone else were to do this song, they'd call it, you know, a cover song from another band or something. Uh, but it's God Meant It For Good. And uh, it's it's one of my favorite songs. So we want to leave this with you on Whole Song Friday. Let you guys know we love you. Please listen to every word Eric has to say to you. And uh, I know that, uh, uh, that words of life, you need to make sure you're saved. Here we go. God Meant It For Good. Seven years dad worked so hard to marry mom From an evil uncle on a faraway farm After trials and distrust, their marriage would go on My mother begged God for a son in his time
My dreams from heaven guide me through God's promises were sure. Though chains and darkness were my home, His joy was my true cure. To the needs of those around me, I turned to help instead. And God rewarded trust in Him. Out of prison, He led. My faith Folks, there you go. God meant it for good from the CD, Stephanie Wesco and Family, entitled God Meant It for Good. That's the cover song. We sure hope you folks are having a great day. God bless you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry. Visit us at woundedspirits.com.